Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the STEM Sessions podcast, the UK STEM career podcast. This is another episode in our SES Railways mini-series. I was really lucky to catch up with Marcel Horshaw, Sophie Hart and Saeed Mia from SES Railways environmental team. As well as this episode, we'll also be releasing an extended cut with a video presentation that goes into a bit more detail about what the environmental team do. If you want to find out more, be sure to check out the description below for the link to the video. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, um, my name's Sophie Hart. I'm the Environmental Consents Manager for SCS. I am in a route-wide position, so I cover our area east section, um, sort of surrounding area around Euston, our area central section, which moves from uh, Euston out to um, Green Parkway, uh, sort of the Perivale tube station stop, and then the area west section, which covers from West Rice Slip all the way out to Uxbridge on, on the Harville Road. I deal with um, external environmental stakeholders on a day-to-day basis. So, for example, the Environment Agency, the Canal and Rivers Trust. Hello, everyone. I'm Marcel Hornshaw. Um, I'm the environmental lead on HS2 main works um, in the Euston area. I've been on the project pretty much from the start for three plus years. Um, my role is ensuring that uh, we have environmental compliance and uh, we minimise the impact to the local community and the surrounding areas of Euston. So, hello everyone, my name is Saeed Mia and I'm a trainee environmental advisor and I work within the core team. I've been here for the last six months and I've predominantly been doing reporting, which has given me a solid knowledge of the current project. What are the different entry routes into the job you currently do? So I went through the apprenticeship route, which um, is very appealing because you get a fully funded degree whilst being on a job where you are being paid, but also learning vital experience and knowledge for the next five years. Other than that, of course, there's having the going through the conventional way. But I believe this is, for me, was the most uh, effective route because I'll be having the practical experience reinforced by the theory, vice versa. Thank you. Um, so is your job applicable across other industries outside of construction? Very much so, especially in this day and age when climate and sustainability is at the forefront of every single company's and industry's agenda. So you can go into a lot of different industries, whether it's to do with hazard management or many other things, if you want to do something humanitarian as well. Thank you. So I I know you've just started, but but how do you build on your current skill set? By learning from the seniors around me, uh, like Sophie, like Marcel, like others in our team, there are very smart people on this project, world-class scientists who I'm learning from. So I think that's the best way to learn whilst on this project, to somewhat come with a humble mindset and try and learn and pick up as much knowledge as possible. Thank you. And so... Why do you think that transferable skills are so important? In terms of transferable skills, I think they're very important because the skills I picked up whilst I was at school doing volunteering and other presentations, they allowed me to become a lot more comfortable quickly when I joined this project, such as speaking in large groups, um, learning how to 
work on large projects in teams. Although it was at a much smaller scale and didn't have much of an impact when I was at school, they did set the tone of how to work in large groups in a professional manner. Thank you. Um, so obviously you've you've just started your trainee degree apprenticeship. Um, how, how did you get a foot into the industry of your choice? What what was the process? Okay, so for A levels I studied and GCSE I studied geography, which started the interest. From there on, I was looking for apprenticeships in more or less anything, but particularly environmental science. At the start, there wasn't much, and yeah, I was really worried. But then came the opportunities from Skanska, which came through. I didn't particularly think I was actually going to get it. Uh, I think I was quite lucky. But uh, there was a te- psychometric test I had to do, which I don't think I did well on, but I got through on that. Uh, then there was a telephone interview with someone, which went, went well. And then I had an interview with uh, the Environment and Sustainability Lead at SCS, where I had to present a, a four-slide presentation, I think, at the time. I passed that, and then there was an assessment centre with around 11 other apprent- aspiring apprentices for this role. And two of us uh, got through and luckily I was one of them and I got a phone call a couple of days later and I was really happy so that's how I got into this industry. Oh that's brilliant I think that shows that even if you think that you haven't done well in something or you you haven't hit the mark you have to just persevere and keep going through the stages and keep trying your best because actually look where you are now you've you've got the apprenticeship that you wanted even though you had that uh, apprehension that, that you weren't going to be successful so it just shows and then the final question we have on here is what do employers look for when hiring for your particular role um not to sound uh arrogant or anything but i think you have to show some kind of passion in the role like you can't just say um show your knowledge you have to have some kind of uh feeling in your heart towards what you're doing and you have to believe in it as well so it can't just be something you're doing just because you're trying to earn a living or trying to get up in life you have to believe in what you do so i think that kind of came across during my interview that i actually really cared about the environment so what are the different entry routes into the job that you're currently doing the, the different entry uh, routes. Okay, so right from this, uh, what I said just now, it doesn't have to be via university. It can be out of school, getting it in um, as a apprentice or a summer placement um, into a, a construction company. Um, so as a, uh, if university is not for you, there is always a plan, uh, plan B. The gentleman on my side here, he was one of my early advisors. He joined me um, very much like Saeed did. Um, he is now a manager and has take, uh, t- uh, taken his role further that he's on a project currently down in Australia. Thank you. And obviously you've talked about your, your previous work within the chemical industry. So 
do you think that the current role you're doing is applicable across other industries too? Yes, absolutely. Um, so environmental management doesn't always mean uh, yeah, muddy constru- uh, uh, construction sites. Um, it could be looking at um, car- uh, carbon um, footprints. Um, you could be looking at uh, for en- um, energy efficient um, innovations. So it it doesn't necessarily have to be um, with uh, within a sort of say construction uh, PPE sy- uh, system and even roles on our project itself. It could be a uh, a QS working in our procurement team. Thank you. And how do you build on your current skill set? Never stop learning, no matter how small it could be. It could be a little article that you read in the the news on current affairs that you uh, you find that uh, there's something that's yeah based on the environment that yeah is applicable to your day job or will influence your day, uh, your day job in maybe eighteen months or two years time. Um, no matter where it comes from or how you get it, just never stop learning. So following on from your never stop learning, in your opinion, what, why are transferable skills so important to an individual? Uh, it, it really is about the opening doors on the variety projects. As you saw um, in my uh, profile, I've got seven major projects that I've, I've done. Um, and it's the transferable skills that I took from like being on a uh, a laboratory assistant that has taken me into into the in environmental management field um, and the different projects that I have done it could have been a rail project it might have been a building project um, it might it, the consultancy it the the skill set has just morphed and, manip- and manipulated as it's gone through sometimes it's dominant other times it it's in its minor field Thank you. So if someone, if an employer was looking to hire someone for their role, your role, what would they be looking for? Enthusiasm um, and, um, and passion with an appetite to learn. I don't expect anybody to turn up um, looking for a job um, and have all of the skills first time. Um as Saeed said, when he did his um, apprenticeship um, interviews, he didn't think he'd he'd done well in them, and it's it's just showing that sort of sparkle that you know that you you it's, it's the where you want to be on your job that yeah will will get my interest if I'm if I'm into interviewing somebody. Thank you, Marcel. Is there a common myth or misconception that you're finding within your industry at the moment um, that you'd really like to, um, yeah, that you'd really like to bust and really like to shine a light on what the actual case is? I do have one myth to bust about apprenticeships. People don't think it's an, a particularly desirable and academic route. Is that is really not the case. Uh, it's sometimes more challenging. Not to scare anyone, but it can be. But particularly from the area I came from and the school I went to, if you want to do an apprenticeship, go for it. 
because where I went uh, in the area I went to, uh, grew up in and school and stuff it was, there was a lot of like doom and gloom around that but people weren't very encouraging at the time but if it's something you want to do definitely go for it and speak to people who have done it awesome i think that's a great bit of advice and um yeah it's great to be able to talk about that apprenticeship route a lot more i think it is something that a lot more young people are considering and um yeah it's definitely something that um you know i think is a really really great route for people out there and not just for them that um you know are potentially considering not going to university but also yeah just in general because there is then there are them opportunities to um, do a degree apprenticeship to earn your degree as well as gaining work experience and a wage and um, kind of you know that's experience on site so yeah I think that's a great lift to bust to yeah that apprenticeships aren't um, you know are very much a viable route and the one thing that uh, a lot of young people out there should probably consider a little bit more. What is your favourite part of your job? For me it's working with so many knowledgeable people and gaining different kinds of different skills, different pieces of knowledge and different perspectives on our work. And it allows me to gain a composite kind of strategy on how I can carry out my work. I absolutely love the variety in my job. No two days are the same. Um, And that has always driven me to get out of bed in the morning. Um, That, yeah, I, I have a set of, of work and key, uh, key task I have to do, but it doesn't necessarily be in the same order. Um, I um, very much echoed what Sophie was saying earlier. I couldn't sit in an office day in, day out doing the same thing. Um, the construction has yeah, got such a variety and the, the different spectrum of people that you meet you could be talking to a designer you could be talking to an engineer then you could be talking to to one of the um operation guys on site um all within the same morning um it really is fun and the family feeling it's great i love it every similar to marcel being on site every single day just i really got stuck in i felt i think we were able to make some really sort of industry level changes in in the types of materials that we were were applying for some of the shafts and and we made huge carbon savings and it was my first project and it was something that I'd spent say seven months influencing these construction teams to to think about different materials and and look at changing standards and we were able to redesign some of our shafts that led to thousands of kilograms equivalent in, in CO2 saving and and Sometimes it's you have to think about all those little things you do to influence people to to get them to just think outside the box, think about the materials that they use and think about the volume of steel that they need to put into these structures in order for them to be um, engineeringly sound. And, and, and sometimes when you're working, you don't realise that these little things that you're putting into people's minds to get them to think out of the box are making sort of industry level changes that can be sort of transferable project to project that that you pick up and some of the things that we've we've started on on hs2 looking at alternative fuels for our plant and and that's something that will be industry level change we we can proving that you can use alternative fuels and and they're things that without the environment team in place people just wouldn't think of those so i think that we have to remember that all of these little things that we do on a day-to-day basis can make big changes 
that that was fantastic and that that's a really really great message and that's one thing that i'm always quite keen to promote especially with the engineering careers is them smaller things that do end up making a really really big difference and to actually be able to say that you know, you're doing that potentially to change an entire industry is fantastic and um yeah it's all of them sorts of things they it sounds as if you've got lots of standards and lots of almost like set ways of people um, doing things in terms of for for this structure you need this this and this but actually to challenge that and to say we can do this and it saves and you know is better for the environment if we do this um is obviously having a really really big impact not just you know across um your industry um but potentially even the world in terms of you know the world we live in making it more sustainable etc so i think that um yeah that's a fantastic message for um us to end on so yeah thank you all very much for um you know, your time to share your career stories to um, share all of the work that you guys are doing um i hope that the project continues to go well and um wish you all the best and thank you very much lovely thank you thank you very much Dan. Thank you.